Bitcoin is very futuristic to me. That's exciting. Once again, it's like uh, we need some inspiration, some excitement, some motivation in our reality to synergize us into the future because most of what the future looks like is frightening or it just doesn't seem like a very good idea. Hey, everybody. This is the High Hash Rate Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Dan. And this podcast is just two plebs getting high and talking about Bitcoin, life, and the absurdity of the fiat world. Our guests don't necessarily get high with us, and you don't have to either. But it helps. Hello, everybody. We are here on another episode of High Hash Rate, and very excited about this night's guest, Mr. Mir One, uh, an LA graffiti artist and mural artist uh, but I'll let him introduce himself a little bit better and I will say I do need to say this I need to get it out the reason why I know about Mir One is because I was at the Bitcoin conference and I saw this painting which was I believe is false prophets right is that was that there yeah I saw this painting and I stared at it for so long that I missed a meeting <laughs> I couldn't stop staring at this painting so I'm so glad to have you on here and uh yeah, what's going Thanks. on? I love helping people miss their meetings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Mir, um, you might just go in, you know, for, for our audience, for yourself, for us, I mean, you might just go in a little bit into your background and sort of talking about your work. Yeah, sure. I, um, I'm an artist. I started... Uh, Started out as a graffiti artist back in the mid 80s, 1985, junior high school, running around chasing buses and setting fires and tagging all over shit, just being a vandal. Um, and uh, let's see, that was a whole world in its own. Um, for anyone that comes from that era, that's like a box, a package, <laughs> that, that, that deserves an entire evening to talk about. So that's, it's oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah. But where is this, of, by the way, where is this? Uh, this was in Los Angeles here Los in Hollywood, Angeles. just okay. doing graffiti art, you know, hitting the freeways. Um, to, give, to give people a little bit of context, what, 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 what era was this? Like what years were you growing up in, in LA being the, you know, a, tagging everything all over town yeah this was uh i mean you know i was I, I grew up in the 1970s in los angeles okay but when i when i was uh taking buses to schools and as the graffiti art movement kind of exploded in hollywood mm -hmm. i was right in the middle of it and i was watching all of these uh crazy cats that i had kind of been terrorized by as a young kid hmm. uh they were suddenly like doing this new thing this this amazing event that just took took society and everyone by storm uh you know nowadays graffiti isn't it, it still is a big thing but back then it was a really big thing because right. there was never anything like that before yeah. so i have a i have a question about that so you're you've obviously transcended this you know you're you're an artist relatively well known you've got great you've got great pieces but does do artists uh contemporary artists 
do they do, do, do graffiti artists get the respect that you think that they deserve? Is it kind of like a marginalized, a criminal activity? It's kind of, it's still controversial to this day. I mean, you got Banksy who's like, you come out and everybody, you know, he's yeah. huge, but like, how, how do you, how did you feel about that? Did you feel that you were getting the respect that you felt you deserved, considering how good your art really honestly is? Well, I've been doing this for so long now. I've gone through different genres of, of how I feel about it. <laughs> but definitely the, the big battle, <clears throat> the big battle becoming more of a professional artist in my early days was seeking that respect and seeking that, that equal opportunity that all these other artists were getting. And for some reason, us graffiti artists were constantly getting shunned. And, uh, who, who are you seeking respect yeah. from? Uh, the... Well, the, the art gallery world. Mm, um, mm -hmm. oh, so like the just, just publicity in general, I guess, in museums and um, just the, the patrons in the art world themselves. Um, but, but really just the general world that now we have social media, but back in the 80s and 90s, you know, you really you relied on radio, you relied on magazines and, uh, you know, publications, things of that sort. So this stuff was, you know, to, to gain recognition in the eyes of these people, you really had to put your neck out. You had to like get in trouble and you had to do something great. You had to, you had to risk all in a lot of ways to get yourself known. But nowadays you can just dance <laughs> you know, right. in front of a hospital or something. Right. People love you. <laughs> but, you know. Um, There's an interesting thought there about the internet being a sort of, canvas to meme all over you know i don't know what that what your thought on that is or if that's it's like if, if the art takes so long then i see I, I i suppose that's where the value would be i mean you throw a meme out there it doesn't take anything but i don't know sure. well uh, you know um I don't know. We do, we, it's just like just reactive to whatever. Like the, the internet is, has become a new place to 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 be a kind of a graffiti vandal in a sense to vandalize people's subconscious, their minds, and um, I, I, I kind of see memes as that a little bit. You mm. know, memes mm. are kind of getting up there. This maybe I'm trying to make a connection to something that's uh, maybe not there. Who knows. Well, no, there's, there's definitely, well, I, mean, I don't know what the connection is you're making, but I, I see a connection between tagging and, and memes. That's there's, what I see that. I think that's where I'm trying, the, just the, trying to go. The, the there's sarcasm. a message. There's a message there. Yeah. Well, there's also a sarcasm in it and yeah. kind of like a, a badass fuck you. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to do what I want to do, whether you like it or not. So irreverence. You know. There's irreverence. Yeah. Irreverence to the authority, irreverence to... Absolutely. The, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that, that definitely man, had that yeah. Theme. yeah, right, right. So where what part of Hollywood or I think you I've read that you grew up in Hollywood, right? So yeah. what neighborhood or city of LA? So how does that how does growing up there influence your work? Like if you grew up in Long Beach, for example, like or South Bay, like well, how would that would that I'd have affected really anything? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Um no, shipping containers and stuff. No, <laughs> growing up in Hollywood, I think I, I, you know, I mean, this is like moving magic paradise. So it's special effects, uh, right. noir films, and uh, just 
just the seediness of Hollywood too is like a living David Lynch thriller all the time, <laughs> you know. So it's like there's 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 uh, there's something about this place that is completely um, full of of inspiration if you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just have to open up to it. it's just overwhelming, but um, it's also it's it's also kind of a shitty place too. Yeah, what? Well, it- <laughs> that's that, that my question, right? I, I like I lived in I just came from Hollywood and I was living like two blocks away from the Black Dahlia house hmm. like that's you're right it's like this it has these it has this uh this sort of the Black Dahlia house? it's on Franklin and a little off of Western oh okay uh, that's kind of my neighborhood shit <laughs> shit we were really close, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> we were close. yeah what how, what is your perspective, both of you, honestly, of the transformation of Los Angeles? Like, so you've been there since the, at least uh, the 70s, right? Like, but it, it, early the, 70s. The, right. So the fiat, like the, the way things have changed culturally, economically throughout the United States, throughout the world. But like, what, how do you, have you, what, what about LA has changed? Is there anything specific that you can point to? Like, this is oh, a man. good example of how this has evolved for good or bad. Well, LA has kind of devolved in a lot of ways, and it has always been that. You know, we have this beautiful architecture here. We have this mm-hmm. beautiful skyline, these mountains, the ocean. We've got these uh, different parts of the city that are that are different. You go and experience different shit in, and uh, they've just they've stack and packed this place to death now. They uh, it started back in the in the '80s with the uh, the convenient marks. They started tearing down historic buildings that Hollywood was famous for to put convenient marks. And it's, just, it's, it's continued to now where they are continuing to tear down houses now to put mm-hmm. apartment buildings up. <laughs> In the space that once fit a small family home is now like a six or an eight plex. And it's, it's gross because, you know, we're becoming a favela here. <laughs> we're becoming like a... The, just uh, uh, just packed in so tight. Um, I don't know. You know, I'm not a New Yorker. New York, uh, New York is like that. And LA is different. You see, LA kind of become this stacking pack shitholes. It's, it's just sad, man. Because you know, like I said, LA is famous for tearing down its beautiful historic buildings and putting some crappy shit up you know all the great movie theaters are gone we've got shitty movie theaters now uh everything so it's it's frustrating yeah yeah i have a similar sort of feeling about it i didn't i haven't been there since that long but i came in i feel like i'm like the last ones in la too that's another one it's like a lot of people a lot of the heart and soul of la i don't know where the fuck everyone is like i I go out and I don't see anybody anymore. Wow. Uh, there's some events that my boys will throw and, and, and it'll be like a freaking high school reunion for an evening. And then it's like wasteland for another few months. So it's a, that's my life in LA. You know, that's my experience. What it seems uh, like, the, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I was say what you worked on Hollywood sets, right? Or you worked on movies, you've done some art for some films. <laughs> Um, back when I first got out of high school, I had been painting some stores on Melrose and I ended up getting 
kind of brought under the wing of one of these store designers who built stores, did music videos, did movie sets, did all this stuff, and uh, started started a uh, started doing set design and crazy wow. shit right out of high school. What it's was all your favorite too, right? It's a, it's such a, a prevalent thing. Mm-hmm. What's that? What is? Oh, oh, the it's so prevalent that uh, you get out of high school and you you're already in this town of uh, movie. Oh, yeah, movies. yeah, right. Yeah. So you just sort of it like forms you. That I mean, everyone. Uh, my I had a film teacher that would tell me a, a joke about uh, stop anyone on the corner and they're either a director or a script like a screenwriter. <laughs> you know, every every one of them, whether they're a real or an actor, right? Whether they're a well, real person. It- yeah. yeah, you know, it's uh, I'm I'm seeing that world water watering itself down. Mm-hmm. LA is definitely watering itself down, and I mean, I, I gotta say, I'd say I would say this for all cities across America right now. When I go to cities, they don't have that 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 just street level the real people vibe no more mm-hmm. you got like this phony celeb vibe everywhere yeah. you go and it's just uh, <laughs> i'm waiting for that shit to die off it's frustrating well it does it's like a changing time right it's like yeah we could see how the internet and devices have changed our lives so so drastically yeah the past fucking few years lockdown has really done a number to people's heads for so. sure what how, what is your perspective on digital art and things like NFTs as somebody who's done real physical masterpiece? I'm out masterpieces. I'm like, look behind you. That's awesome. Like, I just how, stare, yeah, exactly. Look at this thing. Right. This is amazing. If, if you're listening to this, you can't see it. Go on his website and check out his portfolio. He's got some amazing this is, art. This is the portion right now that I will put out as a teaser as yeah, I'm talking right. about it right now. So, what what do you think about Photoshop and people who create this? I mean, people create great digital art, but what do you think about? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, my thoughts on the NFT first is that uh, I'm into ideas and I'm into mm-hmm. philosophy and I'm into really deeply thinking about uh, shit that just requires patience and the ability to separate and rationalize and, and weigh things out ethically and, and, and work your way through something to get to the other side to, to, to feel good, you know, that you that your time was worth it, you know, your, your mind cooking, cooking away all those brain cells that it was worth it to think through the process. And mm-hmm. so I, I think that any good idea has value. And if that good idea can translate into digital artwork and it's, there's something profound, there's mm-hmm. something beautiful, there's something that, that only that thing can do for you that nothing else can do for you. And it really mm-hmm. lifts you up out of your mundanity into something spectacular, then that, that, then that has value and that is great. But your average 25 cent bubblegum NFT run of the mill shit dropping every Friday, every week someone's dropping some new shit. 
I think that is, is, I mean, it's just like what street art was to graffiti art in a lot sure. of ways. Mm. And it's just like what modern art was to art deco mm. or to art nouveau. Um, these, these, these watered down, easier, digestible, quicker marketing, you know, they they go through the mail quicker they fit the mailbox easier mm -hmm. they, you know all that shit I, I i have no interest in it and i'm just blown away that the rest of the world somehow holds this crap together like I, mm -hmm. I, my mind has no time to waste with garbage and yet people are jazzed on this shit i mean they fucking they'll fucking beat each other up over this stuff they, <laughs> it's their whole life and it's <laughs> like what the fuck so i don't know uh, you know um uh, like i said i think any good idea that has that, that does something for you has value and therefore it's just a wide open reality of where we could go nft is not the limit you know uh well i will say there's no way to experience that painting other than the way I experience it. I can't look at it online and get the same sort of waiting there for three hours while These I'm just- fucking devices are pathetic to live our lives through as an artist. This is like the worst thing for me because it's like it reduces this piece that's six feet by eight feet down to four inches by six inches or something. Like, wow, well done. Is this <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Um, Reduces yeah, is a great word for that too. Yeah, I, I hope we, I hope we have a uh, we have some sort of a revolution here. Not of the of what people want in in our superficial lives right here. This 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 stuff. I hope that we want something different soon because this is really boring. You know, right. so bored of it. So. Like, wow. I mean, I can go off into my books and into my ideas and out in nature and trip out into my weird little personal world and have a great time. But I come back to the world and interact with it. I'm just so let down. I'm so dismayed, too. So I, well, I just have to say, I think what you're describing is it's so much about the proof of work movement as perfect. well. No, ex exactly. You're exactly where I'm going. Oh, okay. Sorry. My, yeah. No, no, exactly. I wrote Thank it down. Thank you like, for leading so that in. Work. They mean oh. that. So uh, my question is, well, let me give some background. So like I post constantly on Twitter. I'm on there too much. I should be working harder. But one of the things I do is like I'm Photoshopping like little <laughs> pictures and memes and making videos constantly. And it, it takes me no time. It takes me 10 minutes. And it's, you know, sometimes it'll get a thousand likes, right? Whatever it's, but it, it does, there's not that much effort. My question to you is like, what is your process at this point? You're such an, you've been doing this for decades. You, how long, what is, what is your process when you're, when you're, when you're working on something new? Is it, well, how long does it take you? you? What, what is the struggle? Are you struggling through it? Is it like, is it mentally difficult? Do you go, do, is it emotional? Like how long does it take you? Like, what do you go through? What are the, what are you going through making something like that behind you? Or is it at this point, is it just like you get into like this flow state where like the creativity is just going through you and you're not even thinking about it and you're just creating, like, how does that work for you? Man, you're describing all of the different days of the week right there. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. Um, 
I mean, my goal every day is to figure out which direction the flow is going and to move with it mm. and just to get into a groove with life. So the phone's not ringing every five minutes and, uh, you know, just whatever it is, the, the madness is not pounding at my door. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm just trying to find that zone that I can get into and flow and yes, create. And, and Do you have like a, like a routine or like anything that you do to get into that zone or do you, do you just have to wait for it? No, I wake up. Uh, it's weird. I've become a morning person lately. I go, I go in and out of this. Sometimes I'm an evening person. Sometimes I'm a morning person lately. I'm getting up really early. I drink a bunch of tea, smoke a little weed, check out some, uh, some videos and whatnot. And then I jump into my work. I, I pretty much stick to it until the evening. So it's time to eat. Yeah. Like, take a break or go on a bike ride or something or yeah that's a that's interesting like my i'm not an artist per se but like as an engineer problem solver which is creative problem solving and i've found that i can get into those states as long as i keep moving physically it's like this energy thing like if i can keep my my energy high keep my body moving i can kind of get create this momentum create this like inertia and then i can use that to like power my brain and, I, yeah, and, I, no, and I've met people very similar, have similar processes or similar experiences. Well, you can't sit and paint forever in one spot. You definitely will lose your energy. And so I, I, I go biking a lot and I build energy. Um, I'm a weird kind of wiry, tall, thin dude. So everyone always laughs at me. Like I, I get energy from, from running around and doing shit. Mm-hmm. being calm and relaxing i kind of just go further that direction so mm-hmm. yeah de- you know definitely but um i mean I, i'm pretty physical on these paintings this is like an eight foot wide piece behind me right here so when i'm working on this i'm kind of all over the place using my arms moving up and down climbing up and down on my ladders and shit so yeah uh, that's why I love painting. It's, 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 it's mental, it's physical, it's spiritual. It's, it's all these things coming together and synergize and, you know, fuck. Yeah. To keep it. I mean, I have to, I have to mentally, when I decide the, the piece that I want to paint, that I'm inspired, I have the subject matter and I've, I've kind of mapped it out of what I want to do. Then I have to realize like, how long is this going to take? And I have to, I have to commit myself like Mm -hmm. this could, this could be four months or this could be two years. Oh, wow. Is there an average? Well, the, the, I just finished a piece that I've worked on for 21 months and that shit was brutal. And it was one of, it's the the piece that you guys have seen me pushing lately. That's proof of work, dude. That's proof of work. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I, I tell everyone that that painting was my psychotherapist to help me get through the past two years of COVID. It was painting and talking about it and making all my it's meditation kind of right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's definitely it's a soundboard, a kind of a feedback loop of me just spitting out all my stuff on it, and I guess 
it's more than me just spitting my stuff out because it's organized and it's it's not going to necessarily change. So it's definitely organized and laid out. But it's it's this thing where I'm putting my ideas out there and I'm seeing it change and grow and evolve, and it's helping me. As, as it comes into focus, my understanding of it is coming into focus because I'm learning about it simultaneously. I'm reading about it. I'm watching YouTube videos on it. I'm talking to people about it. And so whatever I'm painting, I'm always obsessed with it in a sense. So it's part of my life. You mm -hmm. know, I'm, I'm breathing it. I'm thinking it. I'm dreaming it. I'm waking up. Uh, you know. do, you, do you find, in your opinion that your best, most, I don't know, productivity or the, the best work you, that it comes from when you're in a good, happy mood, a content mood, or if you're more in a angsty, depressive, low mood? Um, definitely, I need happiness, man. Okay. Yeah, you know, um, I love to paint. And so if I'm in that mood, uh, nothing's going to get me down i'm, I'm gonna just, just nice. be having the best time of my life um depression is uh yeah i don't know some artists are strange they can get they can get depressed and uh pull from that i i don't really pull too much from depression there's something interesting to think about now that i think about this is that the length of time it takes you to make one of these pieces i think corresponds with how long the viewer should be looking at it as opposed to something like a meme. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You, I mean, the amount of detail you include inside of your work is like, it's really difficult not to sort of get lost in that world that you created. And it's just a, it's just a single frame picture. Like I, yeah, but you can't ingest it all at once, you know? How do you, how do you adapt to the fact that over 21 months, not only does your art change, but you, you, as a person you change like how do you do you do you, do you do you go back and like change what you've already added or do you leave that there and and make changes to the new stuff that you're putting on i don't know i, I stop motion uh photographed from the beginning of the painting to the end okay. of it so I'll, I'll, that'll be coming out pretty soon we're still editing it right now but it's funny my hair grew short <laughs> <laughs> hair when i start the fucking piece it's, it's crazy uh yeah yeah no definitely um what was the question again sorry uh, my the question <laughs> the question is i let me i when you pay, take that long to create art right but like you're changing the world's changing you're you as a person you're changing but the art that you've already you know yeah maybe half of it's done do you go back and change that or do you leave it and like blend in the differences with the new stuff it's, how it's do you make that the, choice it's up in the air you know um, like jack dorsey i had him with his hair yeah. um, when i was painting him and then he shaved his head and so i had to repaint his hair out <laughs> and, and so i shaved his head too and uh i think i filmed oh, wow. it too so it's all documented and uh yeah, so that you know, there's some superficial things like the haircut. I was like, oh, I gotta get the haircut. But then I'm like, well, did other things change? And they kind of didn't. And and they actually uh, are continuing to reflect whatever my original sentiment was that I was mm. trying to express. And I'm like, oh shit, you know, like mm. 
uh, like an anchor so, almost yeah like a real anchor in a sense definitely um so there are some things that change but i, I don't really you know when I, when I when i start to paint something i'm not really in that state with it that uh i don't that i don't understand it Mm-hmm. It, there's a there's a sense of me having a deep I, I wouldn't say knowledge you know I'm not trying to be some know-it-all or any of this but there's an understanding that I share with whatever it is I'm painting and I feel really deep about it and so that's usually not going to change with me okay. so I'm either off from the from the very beginning and I'm wrong from the get-go or uh, maybe I kind of nailed it, and as it evolves, my pain is going to evolve with it still, even mm-hmm. after it's done. Because it's like I wanted to, I didn't want to like miss the target, I wanted to hit it like right on the bullseye. So, right. So, so some of these things like false prophets, I don't think that I think the situation will continue to evolve, but the sentiment of what I said in that piece is not going to change. Mm-hmm. You know, awesome. like that, that is real. That's a real thing we have to deal with. And it's just not going away any way we look at it. You can't just uh, paint a pretty picture and change the mm-hmm. world. Like, um, that, that thing is, 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 is part of our reality. We have to figure out, you know, how we're going to evolve so, out it, of that consciously. How close are those final images to what you initially envisioned? You know, uh, as good as I can get them. You know, mm. yeah. Uh, these are, um, you know, uh, I, I, yeah, I think, um, I think things change as I'm doing them in my mind from the original, but, but there's this, there's this constant, um, the, the, what's changing is my mind is realizing what needs to change. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm just learning more about it as I'm doing it. And as these changes occur, it's it's just me just, I don't know, I'm like realizing like, oh, that's actually not a dip. That's a, uh, a rise or, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's just mm, realizing that the contour of the idea or whatever I felt about it. Uh, the changes are changing me. I'm changing it, but it's all in the moment. And um, and that's, that's I guess, what makes my paintings weird and freaky and different. You know, they're not cookie cutter. They're not like, yeah, uh, yeah they're, they're not like some little uh, quick little drawing that just gets filled in. And so... One of the, to hard, go back to like what I said, like to the difference between digital art and physical art is if I mess something up, I can just control Z, control Z, control Z, and it's gone. And, I, and I've got a blank canvas again, or at least I've, I've reverted the mistake I've made. But in the analogy that I would maybe try to make here, and you can tell me if this is accurate or not, is it seems to me like what you do is more like climbing a cliff. Like if you get to a point where you've made a mistake, you don't, you can't just go back. Like you've got to create your way out of that mess and, and not lose the, you know, the picture, the, the broader picture. So what happens when you get to a point where you, you're like, Oh, I fucked this up. 
you know, I, all right, you know, I, maybe, maybe I'm high and maybe I just like, I, I did something I, I messed up. Like yeah. I yeah. gotta, I gotta make this work. I'm too deep to like start over. How do I, yeah. how do I create my way through this? Man, I, I, once in a great while, I come across that it's really weird and it's a heavy thing. I, it takes me days. I, 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 I lose my mind. No one can relate to me. I'm angry. I'm on edge. I'm yeah. afraid to touch my peace. I keep staring at it. They keep staring at me, daring me to come and do something about it. Like, like I just want to like, I don't know. That, that definitely happens every now and then. And eventually I, uh, I, I make a decision and I stick with it. And it usually, usually right. You have to. Yeah. <laughs> just like you gotta cut some fat or you gotta, yeah, yeah. You gotta build a bridge or something mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah definitely and you know the, those type of those type of things um are interesting those are usually the thing that causes you to actually grow in your process i bet totally you know you you those things those are yeah, it's an error, error correction well yeah they're almost like a, a welcomed thing when you get over it finally you know you don't realize it you're like you motherfucker why why <laughs> no but then you like you get through it you get on the other side and you're like wow man thank you Fuck. yeah I've got, I've got teachers out there i can't even see them jesus christ this is crazy you know like weird shit <laughs> So, all right, like this is a Bitcoin show. So if I read correct, if I read correctly, I heard correctly, you discovered Bitcoin at Occupy Wall Street around 2011. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Were were you in New York or like, were you in one of the local, like the LA protests? Like, okay. Tell tell us like how you were exposed to this and what kind of caught your attention. And you're like, oh, like this is a good idea. Yeah. Right. Um, let's see. Well, I had already been hearing about Bitcoin just through, uh, just some YouTube videos and, and mm-hmm. social media stuff that I was interested in around occupying around the whole conversation, you know, um, but, uh, I, I met a really interesting cat who was a mathematician and dude was digging my art and was talking about all this, like, Fibonacci sequences seen in my art. We were talking about that stuff. And he said, you ever heard of Bitcoin? I was like, yeah, I have. He's like, you should get some. And uh, I really wish I had at the time. Nothing back then. And uh, he was just breaking it down to me. And it just just stuck in my head. And it was always something that I wanted to go and get involved in. I just, I I couldn't visualize myself at that time. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't very, a lot changed after 2012 for me as far as how mm-hmm. I saw money and my relationship mm-hmm. to money and, and, and how I felt about, uh, about money in general. I, I generally had a bad feeling about it. What, what was like, that change? What, what happened in 2012, if you don't mind? Oh man, well, uh, I painted that that my freedom for humanity false prophets mural out in London, but I think uh, yeah, 
someone sent me some money through a Western Union mm. and I was in London. I went to pick up the money and the, and the guy had a conversation with me. He was giving me the money and he's talking about the dollar bill and I was telling about my mural of the pyramid and he was just kicking all this stuff to me and he was telling me how irresponsible Americans were with their money and their, and their their idea of what money was mm-hmm. and, and you know and, they, and i was telling them how much i kind of hated it and uh just, just gave me some interesting bits to think about and, and got me thinking about my work and the value of my work and my time and my effort and that like that i was allowing this superficial uh oppressive uh, totalitarian bullshit uh, theft of the idea of what money was to, mm-hmm. to, to, to bring me down, to hold me back from realizing what it could be for myself. You know, the freedom, the liberation of me defining what it was. And uh, I don't know, anyways, I, I started changing. I started, I got, I went down to Anarchapoco, uh, mm. 2014. Oh, nice. And uh, I think I auctioned some of my work for the first time for some Bitcoin. And, oh. uh, and and actually receiving Bitcoin felt like you had gone through the gates. Like you could you you could speculate. You could look through a hole in the fence. You could imagine what it might be like. But it's just all talk. It's mm-hmm. a have some. So you know when I start I started collecting a little bit, and 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 that really. Um, just blew my mind up because it made me realize the most valuable thing that I learned was that um, not only was Bitcoin valuable because it was a good idea. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking about good ideas, how they, they, they have value, but um, I was valuable suddenly. And in a new way that I'd never, I don't know, just being a vandal, being an artist, living that struggle life for so long whether it be struggling against the government like mm-hmm. with those bottles at the cops or whether right. it's struggling just to pay the bills like i was self-inflicting myself with my own starvation in a sense starving myself of, of my own potential you know and, like a... and, and just to, to see Bitcoin be real, this idea, this great idea be real and have value made me realize like I got so much value. I, we have so much value people. Like we are these ideas, you know? And yes. uh, my whole life is nothing but a combination of good ideas. Otherwise <laughs> I'd be dead already. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. It, no, so I it kind of sounds like what you're saying is the same experience I've had over the past two or three years where you finally start to see your own self, you're the value yourself, your value, your time. Uh, yeah. and it, cause if you don't value your time, you don't, you won't do anything productive with it. You won't, you won't, you know, work hard or, or, or follow your passions. And I right. think I've found that once you've, once you have access to something that, does allow you to save and value your time you start to see that what that for that value for what it is 
and you yeah. stop you stop seeing yourself as more of a, a commodity and more of a you know i don't know but it, yeah you start to know you you realize your self-value or your self-worth the history of, 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 of growing up and living in this country for each person, it definitely makes you feel like you're a commodity. Yeah. Yeah. For hundred percent. You're just a, you're a dime a dozen. You're and, a statistic uh, at, you know, at best, right? Yeah. You're not, you're not unique, but, but you and are. When you're done, someone else will fill your shoes. Right. You know, and, and, uh, that is, uh, that is a nowhere kind of, that's Whoa. hell to me. That's that's hell. Yeah, Whatever they mean by hell, that's what hell is to me. Yeah, that's a dead end life. <laughs> so, has it has it affected your work since? Has Bitcoin affected your work? Yeah, right. Since? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, my new painting um, that I just finished. Uh, to me, it it has a lot of the spirit of 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 what I feel from Bitcoin in it. Um, even my like, my spiritual golden warrior swinging his sword, cutting the illusion in half, kind of is, he is the collective spirit of all my heroes down below that have come together as one, and kind of, mm. kind of like a Bitcoin warrior. Hmm. Hero's you know, journey. Like, well, you know, this this manifestation of this of a good idea that's yeah. cutting through all these lies and all this bullshit mm. and freeing humanity. So the signal what, from the, the noise. Brightest thing in the, he's the brightest thing in the painting. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so one thing, especially the past couple of years, that has just been very noticeable to me is like how just modern society and big cities and the rat race it uh it just beats you down that tries to make you to conform conform to whatever is best for society or best for the community so what one of the things i like about bitcoin uh is that it, there's there's no one way to do bitcoin to spend bitcoin to secure your bitcoin to use bitcoin it's a very allows for a lot of freedom of expression a lot you can express yourself as like if you value security you can you can use the most um best practices, the most intensive security practices to make sure you've got your stuff in deep cold storage, you're mixing it, you're never, you're never going to leave a trail for chain analysis to follow, for example. Or if you are somebody who loves to spend Bitcoin, you can set up all these lightning channels and you can spend Bitcoin on a constant basis. You can route this stuff all over the world instantly at the speed of light, you know, instant settlement. It's great. There's so many avenues for expression. Is there any aspect of Bitcoin, are you like, a, are you super into security or to, to wallets or to any part of it that, um, that you kind of, that kind of catches your attention that you really like to, you like to use Bitcoin or express yourself through Bitcoin that way? Not yet. Um, right now I'm just hodling it, just collecting it. Um, I, uh, that. I haven't, I haven't really figured out how to use it yet or why I would want to use it yet. Um, have kids. <laughs> no, do you have kids? I, I didn't assume. Sorry. I don't have kids yet. Oh, uh, there you go. Have kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, definitely. Um, but as far as just like the bit, you know, to me, it's like it's, 
it's the future so it hasn't really come into its being fully yet mm-hmm. so i um i i i'm just trying to collect as much as i can of it I, i'm not totally. trying to 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 put it to use yet even mm-hmm. well, i mean it's so volatile right now and oh yeah you know it's uh it's to me it's i mean unless you're just in it for a quick flash it's definitely not the time to be doing much with it other than hobbying it as far i mean right. other than you know um wait until it goes up and you can yeah. play other games but i'm not a gambler i'm mm. an artist i don't have time for gambling and all that shit in my life anyways. so what i'm more interested in is something i can rely on something that's real and when I mean real, like, you know, the dollar bills physically, real, but it's, it's, it's not a very good right. idea. It's not yeah. that real to me. So it seems like a lot of the theme of some of your art is very critical of like the fiat philosophy or the fiat ideology or just the, the way that central banking and the way central controlled money works. So what about Bitcoin? Do you think, what part of our culture, our society, do you think that it would transform for the better what do you mean what, what so like, like how do you what, think what of, ha, Bitcoin transforms yeah yeah what what, oh, what yeah. yeah exactly i mean yeah well i mean i think the most the most the most incredible part right off the bat would just be this incredible sense of individual liberation the 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 the, the, the disconnection of obligation and debt to a, a fucking death corporation. Fucking <laughs> like a bunch of morons that are too stupid to figure out anything for themselves. So they fucking enslaved us to fucking make us as stupid as them. So, you know, I, I think that the best thing that could happen would, would just be just this, uh, the, 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 it would just, they would become very obsolete to us. They would, they would have no more, there's no more need for those positions in our reality. They can right. just go to bed already. <laughs> so that, to me, that's, to me, there's nothing else. I mean, I don't really need anything else to be great other than that factor right there. I'm sure there's trillions more. But to me, that one is, is the ultimate one. Is just something that is going to cut the ties to this this bullshit that we've been corrupted by for so long. You know, that's my that's my excitement. Hundred percent agree with that. What's the uh, <laughs> what's the aspect you find yourself thinking about most with the uh, Bitcoin? Um, when, <laughs> when is it going to hit a million dollars a coin? Now? Yeah, right. Um, uh, what is the aspect I think of the most? Um. Are you like more into what like is, the fact that nobody can take it from you? The fact that it's going to make you, well, it's going to protect your savings, etc. Well, real quick, what I was just going to say is what, what 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 attracts me most to it is 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 its brilliant elegance of 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 this idea, this beautiful idea. It's, it represents such a a futuristic philosophy, you know. Uh, growing up since the 70s and 80s and seeing the space shuttle come to an end feels like the future is like a dead idea of the past like it just was not going to happen and so bitcoin is very futuristic to me 
that's exciting. Once again, it's like uh, we need some inspiration, some excitement, some motivation in our reality to synergize us into the future because most of what the future looks like is frightening or it just doesn't seem like a very good idea. It seems like a really bad idea, most of it. So, and you can see down these roads, we're not so stupid anymore. You know, most people right. have woken up to a level now where we're able to, to contextualize what these morons are telling us. And you can see past their bullshit to the end of, to the end game of what they're, what they're trying to sell us. We can see the end of it. We're like, oh, fuck this shit. So, you know, are, yeah. are there, are there a lot of Bitcoiners in your circles? Um, you know, uh, it's interesting. Um, I think I, I, I wouldn't say I was the first one in my circle, but I definitely have been the first focal dude in my circle. And I'm seeing more and more of my people picking up little bits here and there now and getting involved. And it's, it's a slow, it is slow in my scene out here. I, I definitely see a lot more people in the Ethereum and, and all that, that, that fucking bubblegum shit. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, all I hear is, yo, man, your homeboy fucking took 20 G's and made fucking 600,000 bucks in one night. Da, 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 da. That's everyone talks this, this, this weird fucking thug get rich plan shit. I'm just mm -hmm. like, please, man, like, y'all are stupid. <laughs> Don't talk to me like that. So I don't know. It, it's, you know, it's a very strange time, man. Very strange times. You know, when you hear like kids in junior high school getting rich overnight, flipping, I don't yeah, know right. what, I don't even understand it. I mean, I guess they're, they're, they were buying NFTs early on and investing into some bullshit shit coins when they were like at 0. 0.00000 something and they went up two pennies and now they're rich. I don't really get it. Like, but I mean, that's, but that's me, you know, I'm the artist. I, I'm not a, uh, a lot of people, you know, it's really interesting is I never thought that I could relate to financially inclined people, you know, mm -hmm. being a mm -hmm. artist, psychedelic artist, being just the crazy artist I've been my whole life. Are you an, would you identify as an anarchist? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, all right. But I never thought I could relate to people because growing up, you know, the squarest, fucking most boring, dumbest motherfuckers were always trying to talk about money. It's like, oh, please shut up, you idiot. <laughs> and, you know, and it was just, it's just an interesting reality. You know, after people told me for so many years, they're like, oh, see, you're just not inclined for money. And, and, and it, no, not, not that kind of money. You know, right. so no. once I've been introduced to something I am inclined to, mm. I, I'm doing okay with it. And I'm not rich off it, but, uh, you know, I'm collecting all the time. And uh, something with e you, you recognize the value. Well, yeah. And more than that, though, I appreciate the conversation now. Whereas mm -hmm. before I couldn't stand it. Gotcha. Yeah, for sure. A Wall Street cat tried to come and talk to me about some fucking. Right investments or something i should be doing with my money some you know blah 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 i just i uh, would go for it back and now if someone's talking about bitcoin to me and talking about money and investing in this right. thing, what they're doing and how their money is working for them or uh, i'm all ears now so because and it's, it's interesting. 
Yeah. Because the people have a little more depth to them too. You know, I feel like uh, they might have taken some psychedelics in the past yeah, few years, right, or right. they might appreciate art, or they have read some interesting literature, or they can at least yeah. appreciate philosophy. Here's what here's what here's my take on it. The reason that like I don't want to talk to some suit about uh, annuities uh, and fixed income like that bullshit because, <laughs> because that. But I, I like talking about Bitcoin because on Bitcoin, we're we're all we're all at the same level. We're all nobody's better than it. There's no hierarchy. There's no this motherfucker's got more money just because his family he was born into it or just because he put a bunch of money he got lucky. So, you know, he hit the jackpot or whatever, like everybody's on the same level and your value is the, the, the effort, the, the work you put in, that's what you get yeah. out of it. And then we can all relate on that level. Otherwise you're just, you know, everybody's just talking past each other. Sure. Yeah. yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, I have no, uh, <laughs> I'm drawing up. I hate when this happens. I just draw a blank. Um, Mike gets high and he just loses his, yeah, yeah, loses yeah. his <laughs> every, look, look, every the week, conversation yeah. always goes so nice I'm like listening to you too I'm like oh this is really interesting shit like yeah. makes me think of a bunch of good stuff um, but I always end up writing all this stuff down and then we pass the conversation where we you know we're like come back around and be like tell me about your vandalism or some shit like that yeah, yeah right, right. navigate back <laughs> I don't know maybe that's that proof of work thing where you're just like you have to do it, it. You go too too much into it, and then you're you know you can't go back, right? It's very right. block Bitcoin blockchain esque, I guess. Right. Anyway, man, Mir one, yo, do you want to tell us uh, uh, tell the people where to find you about your work, upcoming stuff? I, I want to talk a little bit about your films because I'm interested that if you make your films, I'm a film guy, so I I did want to talk a little bit about that. But yeah, if you want to tell people where to find you, a bunch of questions right there. There you go. Yeah, you yeah. can see my work on my website, mirror1.com, M-E-A-R-O-N-E.com. I'm on Instagram, mirror underscore one, O-N-E, uh, at mirror one, uh, Twitter, Facebook. I, I don't use too much of Facebook, though. But no, come on. Where, where's the name uh, come from, by the way? Yeah, right. Mirror. Oh, it was a fun story. So I used to write... Uh, Menace, and um, that I kind of outgrew that name, and then I started writing another name that began with an M, Mace. Some kid, you know, told me, you know, that's my name. You gotta, you know, you gotta go find your own shit. And your handle. <laughs> so eventually, so I was like really frustrated because I got really good at doing M's and A's and. Uh, and R's, and as a graffiti artist, these letters are really important. You know, you really want to create a style and kind of brand yourself by the style you create for yourself. And it's all about the letters. So I was struggling along, and, uh, and I kept coming up with names, and fools would jump off the bus trying to kill me. <laughs> hey, fool, that's my name, you know? <laughs> so I, um, I eventually, I, I thought about Mir. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. No one's going to have that name because that doesn't mean anything. And it sounds like, you know, some, 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 some sultan of Mars or something like Mir of some other planet or the Mir <laughs> of 
of Mars or some shit. So I was like, okay, there we go. And then I kind of built an acronym off of it, which was Manifest Energy and Radiate, which I kind of felt good. Kind of gave me that little, I don't know, get up. And I like go. that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, you know, just, just how the mind works. Find meaning for everything. Exactly. <laughs> if it matters to you. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, but definitely, uh, I think I wanted to find a name up and beyond all the politics of whatever it was. I wanted to find something that was ethereal and way out there because I knew that I wanted to go out there and I needed a name to take me out there. So Mirror was kind of that alien. And one is like the, it's like you're the one Mirror. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mirror and then you know us graffiti writers we always got like a uh a, a, a second name uh you know it's post secondary name you know ski or like wonder or ism or rock and so i i just stuck with one you know that was one of the options <laughs> of us young graffiti writers that we had and i liked one uh because it, it signified all that well, basically, that was the first one. Like, that's it. It was me, you know. And that, that, that was the uh, kind of head state to most graffiti writers back in the days. It was so, when you're 13, 14 years old, trying to figure out who you are, it's all ego bullshit. <laughs> right. So, being yeah. the first one, the number one, yeah. and all that shit was, you know, that was, that was kind of uh, part of the game. But then growing older, everything, you know, if you let it, everything finds its own significance mm. through, uh, through doing it, you know. Oh, yeah. Tell us, uh, tell us anything else where to find you. Or anything? Did did you forget any of that? Did so you say that you yeah, so Twitter or any of that? Yeah. yeah let's <laughs> see. I got I got I got murals all over the place. Um, I I'll be doing a new mural soon, actually, though. Um, I'm going to do a Julian Assange, a free Julian Assange mural. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Where so is it? I'll be blasting that all over the media. Um, probably down on Mel Sorry about that. Probably down on Melrose in a wall I have that I paint. So um, that, that should be coming towards the end of the summer. What street should people go to if they want to see most of your work? Or is there like a, oh, yeah. a street that you hit up a lot? Oh, man. Um... You know, LA has, uh, the past two years, has not been good to graffiti art. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of my murals have just been, uh, uh, it's time to go paint some new ones. So I'll be out, you'll see me out there painting some new ones. Like I said, this, this piece of me from Mr. Assange here coming up would be uh, down in the Fairfax district. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, I, I have murals. Uh, in, in West Los Angeles, I have a very well-known mural that's about uh, GMO mm. food processing and, uh, and, and resistance. And um, that, that mural's on Washington and, oh boy. It's in Culver City off Washington Boulevard. I gotta find time to go look at this thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, let's see. I, I, Fuck, man. I can't even remember where they're all at. 
Yeah, man. when you're in Chicago, man, you <laughs> my mural in Rogers Park. No, but I do. I have, I have, I have murals in other cities too. Um, cool. But I don't think it's so much nowadays about where is the mural or what street it is. I mean, you can mm. find it on Instagram and on my website. And, um, you know, I, I, I do different events. So if there's happening events, I may be at it, you know, setting up. Well. Doing I hope I I really hope we can get you in at uh, the Pacific Bitcoin Conference in November. Yo, that in would Santa be dope. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dope as hell. Where is Yo, that? Let's, let's set that shit up, dude. Let's yeah, we well, uh, yeah, we we work for Swan, and Swan's throwing the Pacific uh, Bitcoin Conference in November in uh, Santa Monica. Uh, oh wow! Yes. Yeah, it's it's yeah, we'll, yeah. Wow. We'll, 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 do, we'll get you there, bro. Mural is great, great, man. Um, I would love that to be in LA. Oh my God, that'd be so great. Uh, get so many people to come out and kind of punch them. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah uh, just gonna say it was great talking to you this evening. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, real pleasure. Thanks again for listening to the High Hash Rate podcast. You can find us at, at High Hash Rate on Twitter, or you can hit up uh, Dan at Heartland Bitcoin on Twitter and myself Mike I am at Rundance BTC yeah.